You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Batteries store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Transition Wild Podcast, the home for those looking for expertise and inspiration on all things Western big game hunting. I'm your host, Adam Parr, and you're listening to Episode 7, where we talk with Clint Campbell of Truth From The Stand. Hello, everyone. How you doing? How's it going? Hope everyone's having a great day. We have a really cool show today with Clint Campbell of Truth From The Stand. Some of you guys may know him. He has his own blog and podcast. Truthfromthestand.com is where you can go. Um, and also check him out, Truth From The Stand, on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts at. Uh, Clint's a really cool guy. I met him, let's see, almost a year ago at the Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And we just hit it off. He had me on his podcast. But I wanted to bring him on to the show today to really dive into his his first elk hunt and um you know he's an avid whitetail hunter like a lot of us are but you know he this year he took his first elk hunt he went to montana and just made it happen it's a diy hunting um you know he went with a couple buddies and we we really talk about his whole planning and preparation he did a lot of you know uh exercising and a physical fitness plan that went into it, his gear, how he prepared. And then we talk about the hunting itself and, and just really the adventure. He, he was able to experience <laughs> wrapped into a couple of weeks. He really experienced what elk hunting was all about for the first time. So it was really cool to catch up with him. And, and I think it's very fitting, especially for this time of the year. It's right after the new year, we're starting fresh and at the same time, we're beginning to kind of start thinking about planning for the next year's hunts. So I hope I hope you're inspired by this. He, he really illustrates that anyone can do this. And at the end of the day, it's something that you really can't put a price tag on. So I, I, again, I hope you're inspired. I hope you learn stuff from it. I hope you're finding it entertaining. 
and uh, we won't wait any longer. So let's get Clint Campbell on the line. All right, on the phone with us now, we have Clint Campbell from Truth from the Stand. How you doing today, man? I'm good, man. How about you? How's uh, how's Colorado treating you? <laughs> it's good. It's good. I I can't complain, man. I love it. Although um, it doesn't affect me too much. A lot of people are complaining about the lack of snow, and it's yeah. been it's been pretty pretty desolate as far as that goes. So people are not in good spirits around where I'm at. <laughs> right. I, I was watching a buddy of mine. He was going out for a hunt today, actually in Michigan, your your home your home state. Um, and I think he was headed out in like minus 15 degree temperatures. I'm sure you're not missing those minus 15 days. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was funny. See, I'm out in Kansas now doing a little hunting this weekend, but, and it's like, you know, negative five, negative 10 with the wind chill. But man, before I left on Friday, I was walking around in Eagle, Colorado with a t-shirt on cause it was 50 degrees. <laughs> Yeah, rub it in, rub it in. It's like compared to Michigan, Pennsylvania is having a heat wave. I think we were at like a balmy ten degrees this morning. Wow, wow, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I know, like some some states are getting like negative twenty, negative thirty. It's it's ridiculous. It's a little too early. Yeah, for that. I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I think once once we dip into like the the below zero temperatures, I mean, I'm I'm all for hunting and I, I'm all for tough conditions. But man, I don't know. It's I, my problem is I can't seem to find like a my feet get cold. Everything else on me stays warm except my feet, man. They just like turn into like these ice blocks that just are painful. It's, I almost feel like I get frostbite every time I go out. <laughs> I hear you, dude. I I went to Walmart last night because my feet got so cold. I went to Walmart and picked up a bunch of those you know, whatever hand warmer things or the stick on ones. And so I I bought like the extra large ones and I put, I put two, you know, one on each foot. And then I put like one on my chest, one on my back and then two on my legs. (laughs) So I looked, (laughs) I was pulling out all the stops. I didn't want to get cold this morning. Yeah, dude, it's uh, those things are lifesavers, man. I've used those a couple of times in the stand, especially like when you put them on your back, like around your kidneys or whatever, dude, those things keep you nice and nice and nice and toasty my problem is is like my feet will just like sweat no matter what the temperature is so they automatically get cold i think i've heard good things about those little booties you put on your on your boots or whatever that are supposed to shield it from the wind i've heard good things about those things i'm thinking next year might be uh the year that i invest in those but i'm I'm holding off man because it's like i almost feel like it's bad circulation and i'm like bad circulation comes with old age and i'm just fighting the fact that i'm getting older (laughs) i was like i was like soon you know soon i was like how long is it going to be till i'm in like a box blind with a heater you know like like my dad you know hey maybe someday it's it's inevitably coming and uh it'll be here someday but yeah you got to fight it off as long as you can so I, i i definitely uh uh you know agree with you on that standpoint you want to kind of put it off for now and then and then tackle that once you get a little older <laughs> yeah yeah exactly we'll try to push that off as the the box blind with the heater and the comfy chair as long as as long as uh, the body will allow it <laughs> for sure so so what's going on in your neck of the woods you're in pennsylvania uh have you been doing some late season hunting yeah man i got out uh this past saturday so my my you know, my day job, if you will, it's, I always get a nice chunk of time off over the holidays. So, um, you know, I did get out to do some scouting. You know, my dad had picked up a new property, uh, back home. He lives in North Carolina, but he picked up a property, um, you know, near our hometown, you know, near actually the area that he grew up in. And, uh, this year was the first year that we've had it. So I didn't hunt it at all. And I had cameras hanging on it pretty much all year since, you know, since the summer. 
um, had some good deer on, on that camera. I think he hunted it a handful of times. And as, as you know, from being a, you know, a Michigander originally, um, you know, rifle season or gun season's huge back here. Um, and we didn't have any gun hunting. I think my dad sat the opening day, um, just to kind of see what was going on. Um, and he, I think he maybe hunted it five times over the total, over the five or six times the entire archery season and gun season combined. So we really kept pressure off of it just to kind of see how the deer were going to move and use the property. Um, and let the trail, uh, the trail cameras really kind of tell us what we need to know for, for next year. So I actually went up, we had a little bit of snow, which was cool. And the, the piece isn't big, you know, it's a smaller parcel. It's, you know, 55, maybe 60 acres. Um, and you know, I, I really wanted to find out how deer were getting on and off the property, how, and how they were moving once they got on the property. Cause I only had two trail cameras hung originally just to kind of take an inventory and, uh, you know, as luck would have it, we had just a little bit of snow, just a couple inches. So it was easy to walk, but just enough that I could kind of see how deer were getting on and off the property. Um, the good news was it confirmed what I had thought was happening, which was cool. Um, and then I also, you know, the, the other benefit was, is I was able to see where they were bedding. So that was kind of like my big thing for, um, this late season, I tagged out in October with my, you know, I got my buck in October. I got a couple doe tags to fill yet, but um, I was really just more trying to figure out what my plan was for next year and starting the game plan for next year. Um, and so that was helpful on that property, but I did manage to get out and do a late season hunt with a buddy of mine um, here on Saturday in some cold temperatures. We saw a couple does, a fox, nothing that came within shooting range. Um, you know, I'll get out, I think here in the eastern part of, the, of Pennsylvania where I live now, the, you know, late seasons until the end of January. So I still have a couple more weeks to try to fill these last two doe tags I have for out here. And then other than that, man, I've been actually taking up a goose hunting lately, which has been like my new thing just to kind of get out in the woods and, and, and have some fun, which has been a blast. But trying to stay active, do some scouting, a little bit of hunting, a little bit of goose hunting, trying some new stuff. And then, of course, obsessing and, and getting ready for for next year and starting to think about, um, you know, reminiscing and starting to think forward to potential Montana elk hunt uh, for this upcoming year and seeing if I can't uh, have some more more success than I did this past year. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things I really wanted to, to dive into you with is, is really that elk hunt that you went on this, this past season. Cause, um, I know me and you would see when did we meet, we met last year, about a, almost a year ago at the Harrisburg show. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, we had kind of talked for a little bit there at the, at the booth and you were like, yeah, I'm planning an elk hunt and, and, and going to Montana. So I'm, I'm really interested to, to hear how all that went. And, uh, I know we've t- talked a little bit since then. And, 